Welcome to the podcast, The Dental Breakdown. My name is Christian White. I'm the CEO and owner of White & Associates Practice Consulting, Better Business, Better Dentistry. The sole purpose of this podcast is to help the private dentists to be successful, and we are going to do that today. We are going to talk about something that's kind of a brand new to dentistry, and it's kind of the new, the new buzzword. And no, it's not the coronavirus, and it's not the CARES Act today. Today, we're going to be talking about teledentistry, telehealth, and telemedicine. And I've brought the best person on the planet to talk about that, Dr. James Frickton. Welcome to the podcast today. Thank you, Christian. It's a pleasure to be here, and it's a pleasure to share some of my experiences and research with teledentistry um, with our viewers. Uh, so thank you. Well, thank you very much for making time today. It is a wonderful spring day here in Minnesota today. It's snowing, it's 400 degrees to below zero, and there's no sun. So the, what else, where else would you want to be? <laughs> so uh, Dr. Frickton, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to our listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself, your practice, and just so everyone can get to know you a little bit better. All right. Thank you, Christian. Well, my name is uh, James Frickton, and I'm a professor emeritus at the University of Minnesota, and I'm a pain specialist, an oral facial pain specialist. Um, and I've been practicing for the past uh, 35 years or so, working with patients with TMJ, oral facial pain, headaches, neck pain, uh, persistent dental problems. Uh, and we have a clinic uh, that I'm involved in also called the Minnesota Head and Neck Pain Clinic. It's at mhnpc.com. Um, and we work with patients with uh, both simple to complex oral facial pain conditions. Um, I'm also a researcher and I've worked with uh, both the University of Minnesota, the National Institutes of Health and Health Partners Institute in doing research that really facilitates uh, the care for these uh, patients. And we all see patients with pain conditions, uh, that are persistent, whether it's jaw pain, TMJ, whether it's headaches, uh, earaches, tooth pain. And uh, this is a thing, this is a, an area that is really caters to teledentistry. And so my first involvement with teledentistry was uh, 10 years ago, I received a grant from the state of Minnesota to, to develop a teledentistry approach for dentists uh, to use to provide uh, consultations and uh, um, evaluations and advice to patients from a distance away. And in our clinic, I've had patients as far away as Taiwan, um, and of course, the Northern uh, North Dakotas, North Dakota, Montana, and they drive hours to see a specialist in orofacial pain. And I, I feel bad about that, that we don't have a very good access to care in those areas. And so one way we've uh, improved that is through teledentistry. And I'm hoping and happy to share with you some of my experiences in doing that, particularly now during this uh, COVID-19 pandemic uh, crisis that we have, patients need access to care to this, this, uh, these problems. And, and I'm happy to uh, share with you some of my experiences. I also want to highlight the fact that uh, orofacial pain is a new, the newest actually dental specialty. And uh, it is an area that involves uh, uh, specialists, but we really want general dentists and other dental specialists to be involved in this field. 
30 to 40% of the population has an orofacial pain disorder, uh, including headaches, jaw pain, TMJs, dental sleep problems. And we all need to understand how to manage these. And I hope that some of the experiences with this webinar today can kind of share with you things that you can do uh, mm -hmm. to help both prevent chronic pain, as well as how you can manage it in your practice, um, as well as uh, refer patients to an orofacial pain specialist. So with that introduction, uh, I'm happy to turn it back to Christian for some questions. All right, well, thank you very much. Um, I think the first question I have is, you know, the telehealth concept, the idea, um, how did you actually decide to put to integrate this into your practice was there a tipping point for you that you just said okay we need to do this and we're going to go ahead and do it well that's a very good question christian because um you know my patients uh, are complex in some situations they on the average have gone to five different doctors prior to seeing me and they've had 4.5 years of pain prior to seeing me so these patients are, are complex. Um, and what happens is if they don't seek helpful care, they don't get relief of their problem, say um, in the, with the local dentists and physicians that they have, um, they are seeking care somewhere and they just do trial and error treatments until they find us. And so one of the problems was we had a lot of patients from Northern Minnesota. And this was uh, over the past 30 years of my practice. And we knew that they can't drive down for office visits every two to four weeks or so. It's just too long a drive to go six hours to see us for a half hour to an hour visit. True. So with that access to care problem, I thought, well, let's try a teledentistry approach. And so I wrote a grant to the state of Minnesota. It got approved and we set up a secure audio video conferencing process. And so I've been doing this for about the last 10 years. Now, of course, more recently, I also developed a program with funding from the National Institutes of Health uh, to integrate self-management training into a patient engagement platform that allows risk assessment, training, and telehealth coaching so that not only can the patients have a consult with me through a teledentistry platform, and I'll talk more about that in detail, but they can also work with a telehealth coach over the phone or over an audio video connection to really help them understand uh, how to reduce the causes of their pain. And this is a program called uh, the PACT program, PACT, P-A-C-T, stands for Personalized Activated Care and Training, and it's at uh, www.pactforpain.com, and it's available for dentists uh, and physicians to use right now. Okay, that's wonderful. Thank you very much for that. Um, the fact that you took the initiative to ask for a grant and you got it, that shows uh, a lot of leadership on your piece. Uh, there's a lot of patients out there, like you and I have discussed, uh, that just don't have the access to, to someone like you or to a practice like yours just because of their location. Uh, thank you very much. Okay, so let's move to the next piece. So here you are, you've reached the tipping point. Um, we're going to do telehealth. How did you implement that into your practice? Because I think that's something that a lot of the dentists want to know, kind of a step-by-step -step piece on how you did that. 
Yes, and I'm happy to share that information with you because it's, uh, it's, it is an evolving area and uh, we've been learning a ton in our experiences, particularly in the last few weeks. Uh, I've had to shift my entire practice, which consists of seeing 10 to 15 patients a day uh, to a telemedicine or teledentistry platform. And so we've had to figure out, uh, first of all, some strategies uh, to make this practical and make it reimbursable by the health plans. Okay. And so we, we started with that, that premise that patients have access to care problems, that we make it easy to do, practical, and reimbursable. Okay. So if I am in your practice and I'm an employee and I'm working at the front desk, how, what is my role in the telehealth piece in your practice? Can you kind of take us through uh, that piece as far as how the employees are all integrated into this process? Well, employees are very important to the whole process. And so mm -hmm. at the front desk, patients will call in and I already have a schedule of patients scheduled for a month out. We have, because of this crisis, we've had to shift our whole schedule to telehealth. So the front desk will call the patient, say, I'm, I'm sorry, but our clinic is closed now because of this uh, coronavirus crisis. Um, we would like to switch your visit to a telehealth. At that time, the patient says, well, what is that? And, <laughs> and we explained <laughs> to them over the phone that we use a secure HIPAA-compliant audio-visual platform, and it's called doxy.me, although there's many platforms out there. Mm -hmm. We prefer doxy because it's very easy to use, and it's free. Um, and if you want to share your screen, it's a, a small amount of cost per month. So I do have a screen sharing capability so that I can share them the imaging results, or I could share with them specific handouts and things like that. So the front desk will then switch the visit to a health telehealth. Then on the day of, mm -hmm. and I can share that with you if you want. Please. So of the day on the visit, what we do is to, uh, you know, we have an electronic health record uh, and it's a medical record that reimburses through medical insurance, but you can certainly do this through dentistry also, is we send the patient a secure email that includes all the handouts that I normally would share with my mm. patients at the visit. And at that visit, I also include a consent form. So it's very important that the patient consents to doing an audio visual okay. uh, telemedicine platform. So we send them both the consent, uh, the treatment planning. I send a picture of their head and neck and jaw that kind of illustrates the conditions that may be present. And I include a number of uh, other handouts. Handouts are very helpful. You can share your screen with them and patients have something they can hold on to when they're talking to me uh, that really describes in more detail what I'm talking about and that also stimulates questions ahead of time. So that email goes out in the morning okay. and it goes to the patient's email address and it tells them that my staff person, in this case, Molly today, would call them a half hour ahead of time before the visit to do the intake. So they go through and say, well, how are you doing? Where's your pain? What's the problem you have? What's your review of systems, medical record systems? Um, 
and history of present illness. And they go through that whole thing documented in the chart, just like any dental visit or medical visit. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that time, um, and within that email, there is a link to the platform that we use. And there's a variety of platforms out there. We just have to be using doxy.me because it's used by a number of our colleagues uh, and uh, it's free, basically. So you can do this fairly easily. Okay. Um, at that point, um, they get the email, they reply to the consent. So they have to send an email back to consent. And then we document the consent in the chart also. Um, and in that consent, it does state that this is a billable procedure. Um, these are the goals. These are the characteristics of that visit. So that it just really makes it clear to the patient what this is. Okay, so the patient consents and they send that back to your office. Um, if Molly's at the, front, at the front, she gets that and then you're notified and then the meeting is good to go or the appointment is good to go at that point. Yes, and, and basically the patient within that email has a link. And so as soon as they're ready, say the visit was at 10 o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. At 9.30, they've gone through the intake, they've worked with Molly, Molly explains what's going to happen, and then the patient clicks on the link, and it just very quickly brings them into the waiting room for the platform. And you had some experience yesterday, Christian, as I, I did. enrolled you just to see how that waited. <laughs> so you get in a waiting room and you wait for me, the doctor, to um, come on board and click on that link. Okay, so then once um, the link is clicked and the patient is in the waiting room and then you actually come on, so then I, I will see you as the doctor on the screen and then you will talk to me about whatever my health needs are um, based on a previous appointment or based on an x-ray that you have or that you've already looked at. Yes, and of course, Molly um, would already have done an intake, uh, gone through the history of present illness, um, so that uh, so I know a little bit about what's going on. I review that in the chart prior to getting on the call okay. or on the video, uh, the telehealth visit. Mm -hmm. At that point, once I feel confident that I understand what the patient's uh, problem is, their medical and dental history, that I click on the link to say, start my session. Once I click on the link, then we come on board and I can see the patient. Patient can see me. And uh, it becomes, it right away develops this interpersonal relationship between the two of us. And they know, since I've already sent them a lot of information, that I care about their condition and that I can connect with them on it. And they, they're a bit surprised initially that I know already about their condition and what's going on. And I start out and I say, oh, you have pain here in your jaw, mm -hmm. or this tooth is fractured right here, or you're having headaches right here. Um, tell me more about that. And so they get into more detail about what is going on in the condition, what treatments they've had, um, what self-care things they're doing currently. Um, and we go through that history. Okay, so you're going through everything that's been going on with their health, 
they're a little surprised that you know that already. So you've already kind of established uh, you're on a good footing with them or you've, you've proceeded with a good relationship already. Wow, the doctor already knows something about me. That's pretty important. Um, so then once you get through that piece, uh, Dr. Frickton, and you are looking at the patient, at, so at the end of the visit, do you prescribe the uh, treatment that the patient needs? How does that part get taken care of in the appointment? Well, that's a good question. And one of the most important things that I do is with a new patient particularly, okay. but with even follow-up patients, I like to make sure that I do a, an examination. And so, of course, I can't examine the patient uh, through telehealth very well. So what I do is I have the patient, I guide them in a self-examination. And that uh -huh. includes, for instance, I have them put their fingers in front of their ear, have them open and close. I have them press on the muscles in certain locations that would be tender if they have myofascial pain. I check in their headaches. I check with their neck. I have them open their mouth and I look at their bite and I look at their teeth and I ask them about the tenderness and I have them bring their teeth together to tell me how it feels. And I can't see, obviously, a lot of the detail within, uh, the, say, caries within a tooth. Correct. But I can ask them about it, and they can point to the areas where it's sore or where there's a problem or where they have a fracture. I had a patient this week with a dental fracture that was causing pain, radiating up into the jaw. And I was able to sort out whether how much was dental and how much was related to the jaw muscles. Uh, I can do a cranial nerve exam. They do that by examining for numbness. Um, I can check their tongue. I have them uh, take their tongue out and look at that. And they get close to the screen too. So, you know, even though they may be four or five hours away, I feel confident in my examinations um, in, in that interaction. So with that, I can come up with a diagnosis, at least okay. a tentative diagnosis until I I can see the patient in person. Okay, so <laughs> um, you could, if you wanted to, have the patient take their, you know, their video, their their webcam, and maybe put it in their mouth, and uh, if you wanted to do that. Potentially, yes. I'm being um, a little funny, but <laughs> yeah, that's right, exactly. But it, you know, you can see a lot uh, on these uh, video because it's very detailed, mm -hmm. as you can see right now when you're looking at me. Um, you can see quite a bit, and I don't want to get too close and show my mouth necessarily. But uh, <laughs> I did um, floss this morning. Just saying. Oh, good. good. <laughs> um, so, but then the most important part of the examination comes in, and that is once I have a feel for the potential diagnoses, the history, I sit down and I explain to him what the condition is. I go through the diagnoses. Number one. I go through what are considered to be some of the causes of it, and I have some forms that I review. So I will go on, and I'm very happy to share these forms uh, with mm -hmm. people also that describes uh, the dental or pain problem that they have, and how what is the treatment plan for that. So I go through the treatment plan. I say, oh, you, you need to do some self-care to reduce the, the causes of the pain, uh, for instance, clenching and grinding is a common problem. Uh, fractures teeth, it causes pain within the jaw uh, muscles and the temple muscles. 
or they may have uh, different types of postural habits related to it. They may be under significant stress and they're clenching more. So I go through a, what I consider a pain cycle. So this is a, the, you know, the diagnosis is causing symptoms and what's causing the diagnosis is some type of repetitive strain or originally an injury to the jaw. Like for instance, having the mouth open too wide or too long a period of time at a dental visit can really strain the jaw muscles and cause persistent pain, particularly if they're clenching. So I go through the diagnosis, I go through the causes, and then I develop a treatment plan for the patient that is based on both self-care and treatments. And the treatments we provide are medications, muscle relaxants, for instance, uh, dental splints, uh, commonly exercises with our physical therapist, and we do telehealth visits with our physical therapist also. Mm -hmm. um, and so we go through the standard, our full treatment plan that we would normally do with a patient if they're in, in, in person. The only thing we can't do is, of course, we can't take an x-ray to see what's going on within the teeth, the jaw. We can also give them a splint. However, we've solved that problem also. I'm happy to share with you how we, how we do the splint. Okay, please go um, ahead. So patients who have jaw problems, as well as dental problems, clenching their teeth at night, and you, they need a splint uh, frequently. And so in those situations, what we have developed is called a quick splint. A quick splint is a small plastic-like uh, device that you can, the patient can actually do it at home. And they mix a couple of the materials together, uh, fold it up over and put it in the tray and then put it down on the teeth and bite down on it. And, uh, and then they can trim it uh, back so that it works as a very nice temporary splint for a month or two if they need a splint, which I recommend, strongly recommend. And so these are available on a website called uh, quicksplint.com or uh, also speed to treat Two is a number two. So speed2treat.com. And it includes exercises, includes hot packs and cold packs, includes the splint, it includes some uh, audiovisual information about relaxing the jaw, reducing oral habits. Uh, and it's a, a very nice kit that you can order online. It can be delivered the next day. So patients can make a splint and they can go through and get some of the self-care information very easily. We also developed this uh, PACT program the PACT program is uh, PACTforpain.com, and it is a self-management program that does an assessment. It goes through online lessons on how to reduce the factors that are causing the pain, whether it's stressors, whether it's oral habits, whether it's posture, and how to do some basic self-care. And that PACT program then uh, has a telehealth coach that works with the patient over the phone. So we, we develop a whole full treatment plan that we normally would do within an within in-person clinic, mm -hmm. but we implement it through teledentistry strategies, basically. Okay, so I'm the patient and um, I can do some self-evaluation here with your guidance because I'm looking at you in the camera. If I have dental problems, 
which, you know, maybe my back tooth hurts or, you know, I have a molar that hurts. How does that piece come in? Because that's a little tougher for me to kind of self, you know, to, to, to self look at other than having you actually have your, you know, your, your face in my mouth looking at how does that part come into play? Well, very good question, because that is a little more complicated when you're looking at specific dental problems. And of course, uh, you have to ask a lot of specific questions about the presence of fractures, mm -hmm. uh, decay, periodontal problems. And, and I do use a, um, a, a wooden tongue blade that the patient usually has at home somewhere to uh, bite down on it and to bite down on each tooth and see which one is tender and sore. So pain is the big driver in this particular case. Obviously you can't do dental hygiene via uh, teledentistry. Um, you can't do any restorations, but you can do the diagnosis and you can do some self-care treatment very nicely. So once you understand which, where the pain is, and the patient, like for instance, the patient that I saw on Monday, was really uh, clear that he had a fractured first molar on the lower right side. So I looked at it, I had him bite down on a tongue blade, it hurt. And so what I wanted to do is at least provide some temporary improvement of the problem so he's not in pain. And I'll talk about a uh, basically the self-care, for instance, uh, which would be making the splint, uh, their self and he's going to, he's in the process of doing that now. He ordered it online, the quick splint, putting it in, and, uh, and it's protecting that tooth. I'm also talked to him about flossing and brushing very carefully on a softer diet so that he doesn't put a lot of force on that particular tooth and how to keep it clean so that uh, an abscess doesn't occur. Now, if there is an abscess, and I do have him do a self-examination on that tooth, if there is an abscess associated with it, I will prescribe antibiotics over the phone um, as long as I'm confident that there is an infection going on there also. So there are things that you can do for dental problems that are urgent and need to be done. And of course, there are situations where you need to bring that patient into the office and actually see them. And of course, we do that with proper protection if we do that, uh, but we want to make sure that patients have access to care. I understand. Okay, so um, let me ask this question. The patients who you are using or you have um, enrolled in the telehealth piece in your practice, if they're four hours away and you can see that they need to come in and see you for you know, for their evaluation, for just a more, you know, for an exam. How does that work, Dr. Frickton? Well, say for instance, they have an abscess tooth and they need uh, care and I'm four hours away. They may also have jaw pain, headaches, things like that. So what we'll do in those situations is we'll contact either the local hospital because they okay. have typically dentists or oral surgeons who are available with proper protection to be able to see those patients in, a, in an emergency room. At that point, I have the patient go ahead to that location, that emergency room in the hospital and get a consult. And then I have the doctor give me a call. So I give them, I give my okay. patients my cell phone because if, if they have urgent pain issues, I want them to be able to talk to me and I'm 
I'm readily available. And that's sort of part of the care process that I provide to certain patients that have a potential for emergency or urgent issues. Okay, so then through the platform that you're using, um, doxy.me, can you then send over the documentation uh, for this patient who lives four hours away who may have an abscess and send that to the doctor wherever they end up going so that he or she knows exactly what you've done so far? Can you do that through DoxMe? Um, well, we have to make sure that patients consent. So anytime we send, okay. send a information about a patient over the internet, um, it has a potential uh, of if it's through a email. But however, we have an electronic medical record called okay. Athena. And those doctors in the hospital have access to our records and we can forward it in a secure way to, to the referring doctor that we refer to and they, they would have access to that. So we have two different ways. One is just give it to the patient and have them consent. And the second way is to uh, continue to have it in the electronic health record and provide that doctor access to that information. And it is sent via secure or it's faxed over to that hospital. So we have a fax capability that also provides oh. that. And our whole documentation of the chief complaints, the history, the examination findings, and our recommendations can be forwarded to any doctor that we want within the state, including dentists. Okay. Um, so when you, in your schedule, uh, Dr. Frickton, when you're scheduling a telehealth visit, what, how much time do you allow for that? I mean, are you looking at an hour? Are we looking at an hour and a half in the schedule? I'm just, I thought I'd ask about that. Uh, very, very good question about that because um, it definitely takes more time than if it was in the clinic. Um, first of all, if it's a follow-up visit, Molly will schedule that uh, and do the intake a half hour before the patient gets into my waiting room. And so it might take 20 minutes to do the history, but it takes a little bit extra time. Then if it's a follow-up, I schedule a half hour. And okay. I can't do two patients at the same time. No. <laughs> and so I can't go back and forth between two different rooms. And so I dedicate a full half hour, and the patients really appreciate it because they have my full attention right now to them. And that full attention is very, very important uh, to the to the patient because they know I have they have my undivided attention. So at, for an hour visit, for an initial evaluation, I take an hour. Usually it takes 45 minutes, but I want to make sure that if I don't get late for my next patient. So I will schedule a half hour for follow-ups, an hour for initial evaluations. And within that, I also bill out both for a new patient exam and I bill out for preventive medicine counseling because I want to spend enough time explaining what the patient needs to do right now. Because with teledentistry and telemedicine, it's all about self-care. It's all about teaching the patient what they need to know to begin healing or resolving their particular condition, whether it's a dental problem, whether it's a jaw problem, um, headaches, it doesn't really matter. It's all the same. You have to focus on teaching them what they need to do. And it's going to take time. 
And so that's why we use specific uh, codes for the, that prevention in addition to our standard evaluation or office visit code. Okay, that uh, you just you hit it on the on the head right there. It's all about self care. Uh, that's a very important part of this, and you know the time you spend with them. That's the educational piece, and you have to do that so that they understand what it is that you're doing. It's not like you know some offices you go into. It's just like next, next, and you talk to the dentist for five minutes, and he or she is gone, and you're like, "What in the world did they just talk about?" Exactly. What's a crown? I have no idea what that is. How much is it? <laughs> so then when you bill for this time for the, the telehealth visit in your office, uh, the reimbursement piece from the insurance company, how do you how do you work that in your office? Well, that's what's really unique about our this new specialty is this is a specialty that integrates both medicine and dentistry together. So as a dentist, I'm credentialed to bill medical insurance. And we would like eventually every dentist to be able to bill for medical insurance for a medical condition. And we see so many medical conditions. Um, you know, there are dental conditions where you have caries, periodontal disease, impacted teeth, fractured teeth. But in 30% of our patients have jaw problems, clicking, popping, headaches, et cetera. And so what we do is we bill mostly medical insurance and we uh, take the visit that we did we documented carefully within our electronic health record um, and then we bill out for the new patient exam or a follow-up exam with the preventive medicine counseling and, and we use uh, standard office visit notes now if it's a dental condition evaluation you, you can still bill that out to dental insurance as a an evaluation so you can bill, if it's a dental problem, you can bill it out through dental insurance. If it's a medical problem, you bill it out through medical insurance. Patients, and even if you're not in network, you should specifically learn how patients can submit a medical insurance bill uh, to insurance. Uh, so what they do is the patient submits the insurance and gets reimbursed directly and you bill it out. You just need to know the diagnosis codes, how to document it properly, and then what are the CPT codes that you diagnose, that you use to, to bill out uh, both an evaluation, examination, and, and preventive medicine counseling or preventive dental counseling. Do you by any chance know what those codes are for the dentist and for, for a dentistry by any chance? Well, yes, there are several codes that we use. Uh, uh, 99 for preventive medicine counseling, we use the 99401 or 402, depending upon how much time we do. And then there are some office visits or new patient evaluations. I'll, I'll have to include a, a list of those because uh, there's a whole wide range of different codes that we use, including therapeutic exercise, office visits, new patient exams, or even consults. Um, so what I can do is certainly on our website include some of those codes, uh, or you can, you know, attach it as part of this webinar. And I have a lot of forms that I use also to help explain what's going on. Wonderful. Okay, that'd be great. I think uh, a lot of our listeners, uh, all the dentists are going to be very interested to know, you know, what are the codes. Um, I've done a little bit of research, and um, I know there's a, there's what there's two main codes directly. 
um, for, for teledentistry. Uh, I think one is, um, where is it? Um, 9995 and 9996. Um, those are, um, I have to make sure that I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> um, have you heard of those? Well, yes, those are more dental codes. Ah, got it. Okay. We, we actually, within, within medical billing, we use the same codes that we would normally do in the clinic, only we add a 02, which is a, uh, a visit from not a non-clinic, and we use a 95 modifier, which means it's a teledentistry or telemedicine visit. Okay. With the code. So medical billing is very different than dental billing. And, uh, you know, when we, we would like to train dentists on doing that at some point uh, routinely and even become in network with, uh, with uh, clinics. And most of the insurance companies like United Healthcare, Blue Cross Blue Shield, do have uh, dentists within their network that they refer patients to. We really want to begin to bring medicine and dentistry together. And that's one of the, the reasons for the specialty of oral facial pain is really to bring us together that we are treating the whole person and the teeth are not independent of the rest of the body. We need to understand that concept. Physicians need to understand what we do and vice versa so that we work together and collaborate. And the whole specialty of oral facial pain is, is focused on that premise. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, this has all been one, uh, really, really great information. Um, I'm, just, uh, I'm just listening very intently and my brain's going a million miles an hour trying to keep up with you. <laughs> um, well, Dr. Frickton, thank you very much uh, for being on the Dental Breakdown today. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time to be here. Um, if our listeners have more questions and would like to get a hold of you or contact you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, probably email is the best way and they can go on our website at uh, mhnpc.com and uh, they can certainly uh, look up my name and my contact information. They can also refer patients to our clinic. We're very happy to see any patient from any place in the United States at this point because we do a lot of telemedicine. Also to look at the other websites, for instance, uh, Pact for Pain, P-A-C-T for Pain.com is a website for the self-management training. Uh, look at Quicksplint.com for the Quicksplint if they're interested in that. And there's a Speed the Treat, uh, Speed number two treat.com, which also provides information. Um, and so uh, I'm also involved in LinkedIn. I get uh, information from that also. So I'm very happy to, uh, I'm readily available to help with any of the patients that dentists or physicians have. Great. Um, to all of our listeners, um, you know, if what we've been talking about today is of interest to you, which we hope it is, <laughs> uh, please go ahead and contact us at whitedentalconsulting.com slash breakdown, or you can call us at 952-432-3322. And if you do have questions for Dr. James Frickton, I'll make sure that the, you uh, get in touch with him. Dr. Frickton, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Christian. And, and thank you viewers for listening to this. I hope, it, hope it's helpful. I'm very happy to help you. Great. Thank you very much.